On this episode, we talk to emerging Atlanta artist D&D Section and his manager, Chris. Tune in as they share their story. This is 1.37 p.m. Stories of hustle and grind from the intersection of culture, style, music, and sports. So, so where are you guys at? In Atlanta right now? Yeah, we're in Atlanta right now. Yes, sir. Hell yeah. So for everyone listening, I got D&D section and his manager, Chris, here. Um, I don't know. I mean, how how's it feeling for 2021, guys? I see you just dropped a video, like, right now. You just dropped it. Yeah. It's looking good. It's looking good. I'm preparing for my big push. I'm ready. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, yo, man, I so I'm a fan of the music. I have been, and, like, I see the vision, and, like, I, I wanted to talk to you today because uh, – I just want more people to get put onto you. You know what I mean? Like I want to be part of the journey. Like I, I champion you because you're a real artist, you know, and the music is great. So um, for anyone who's new to you though, like what song should they start with? Zaza. Okay. Why that one? Um, That was one of those songs where like, as a songwriter, sometimes you just write a song and then you don't really, you're not really thinking but then that one, I was really like, really, really like. That was one pen, pen wise, because I always like songs where like, like I love my list songs, but then I love songs where like my pen was really good, because I like, I really like to be respected more of like as a artist and like a, with how I play on words with rap. So Zaza was like, it was everything I ever wanted. Okay, Chris, is that the one you would pick too? Um, I think so. It gives you a real good perspective on him and his music and his sound nice do you really write like you really take a pen uh no all the time i get lazy so i sometimes <laughs> but but then lately everybody chris and then the rest of the team they'll be like bro you need to go write you need to write you need to write right no bro just write they prefer when i write because i like when i write i like really really go crazy but Writing is a lot because it's kind of like I have, I think so hard because I'm trying to make it so personal. But sometimes I'll just punch in and out. But I look like certain songs I love to write. Like the song I just posted on Instagram, I wrote that. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yo, I mean, if I had to tell someone to check you out, I would go with "It's Been a While." Ah, uh, yeah, that is a really dope. Oh song. yeah, yeah, I can't ask a good one. That's- you moonwalk, you moonwalk on that one, bro. Yeah, and then that that one, yeah, that one means a lot. That song means a lot. Yeah, that's a, that's actually a great choice. That was a great one. That was a great. That was one of those songs when you when you hear a beat, and you hear the beat, and you're like, "There's no way this beat is mine." You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> like, oh yeah, and I sat on that beat for like two months before I wrote to it. Damn. Okay. Well, you know what's funny is I wanted to ask you about a uh, production, right? So that's perfect segue, man. Um, I know you work with like your in-house producers, right? But I want to know, like, well, for for most part, but like. I want to know, like, what's your approach to production? Tell us who you work with, and then, like, what is the process with your with your main go to people? You know. Um. Well, it's always gonna be AJ and ADAJ and Masterdom. It's always gonna be those three guys because those are the three guys I came in with. Because I came in with with Masterdom and uh. ADAJ and then AJ, I met AJ. Well, AJ and I always knew each other, but we started working maybe like a year after I met those guys. But with them, it's all about like, 
like I always say music like a spiritual thing. So when like I hear a beat and then I feel like it hit me only than just like surface level, then that's how I'll be like, okay, bet. And I like a lot of fills. I like a lot of certain like arpeggiated melodies. I like certain different things. They know production wise more what I'm looking for all the time, but just like trusting their ear because they work with me every day and they know the texture of my voice. They know what works, they know what mm -hmm. doesn't work. So I kind of leave everything to them. And then Chris will bring in like new producers sometimes. And Chris will just send me be like, hey bro, listen to this. And he did it with one of my favorite songs. It's on my new project I'm working on called Imagine. And it was just a beat he randomly sent me and I was like, bet. So I just trust everybody around me. Production wise, I'm really weird. Cause I could sit on a beat for like, for like two, three months and then like write to it. Or I could write to it that day or I could record to it that day. I'm weird when it comes to production. I haven't even really figured myself out with that. I'm just like all about the feel. Like it's all about the feel for me. So if it feels right, I'll go with it. But then if I don't feel it, if I know it could feel right one day, then I'll save it and come back to it. Makes sense. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thanks for the insight, man. And Chris, like what's your what's your approach to like production? Um, I've been around section for a very long time. So as a manager, you really pick up on what your artist likes and what he does not like. So probably like 15, 30 seconds into a beat, whether I'm in the session while they're cooking up and he's not in the room or somebody actually sends me something or wants to connect me with them. It's like, I really have to envision his or just hear his voice on that beat for it to really work. If it doesn't, then it's just, it's not gonna go. Got it. So, so you're actually open to a lot of people sending you beats or is that rare? Um, it really depends on if we know you or something like that. Like if we just run into each other on like some real interactive real life stuff. Yeah, like genuine, like I don't just like I, I just don't like to make music with anyone. That's weird because music is too powerful to just do it with a random. And so like I have to actually respect you for me to actually be like, okay. Cause I yeah. feel like I work with like is like I have a genuine relationship with them. And I feel like that's like a big thing for me is having a genuine relationship. Cause if you know me as a person and you know me as an artist. That's cool. That's part of the reason why I like your music, bro. It's so real. And Cause it's real life experiences. It really is. And I take it really serious to try and like, like even today I was saying like, it's like a journal entry. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of like, cause I don't really have any other outlet. You know what I'm saying? Like it used to be basketball and then I ended up hating basketball after a while. And so like, it was just like, how can I express myself? Because sometimes it's hard for me to express myself with words. Like when I'm talking to people, so I was like, Fuck, I'm just gonna put it in a song. Like, that's yeah. So when I'm like sad or I'm like angry or I'm happy or I'm feeling like any emotion, I'm just like, let's just put it in a song, see how we feel. I love that, man. That's like how some of the best music is made. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So talk to us about Patience is Best, man. Like, like what's the meaning behind the project and the title and just patience in general mean to you? Uh, it was kind of like this, like, A, it was two things that kind of had meaning. A, it's the meaning of my aunt's name. I remember I told you I got it tatted here. Yeah. So it's the meaning of my aunt's name. And I've always, like, my first ever project was, uh, was called All Souls Tape, and it was kind of homage to her. And then it was just so ironic, like, having a conversation with my mom, like, maybe months ago, just talking to her, and then she told me what her name meant because we were talking about my aunt and I was like that's so funny because you know with quarantine and everything going on you kind of have to learn how to practice patience because like the world has kind of stopped 
You know what I'm saying? And I had like this big game plan for the year. I thought I was going to drop this and I was going to be out of here. This was going to happen. This was going to happen. And then you kind of just got to like be like, you know what? It's good. Patience is best sometimes. And there's a reason for everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like a life lesson I learned last year. That was like definitely 100% the number one thing I learned last year was patient. Because I was such an, I'm, I can be such an impatient person sometimes. So for me, it's also kind of, and then it was also kind of like a reminder to the support to just be like, oh, heads up, like there's music. This this is just like this this is just like the the bottom of the of the bottom. Like just be patient with me and I guarantee you I'll get you the real songs that you really want to hear. But then that EP was just like, just be patient with me for as long as you can. Yeah. Patience is the game, bro. You gotta enjoy the journey. Exactly. Exactly, because when you get to that final destination, you know what I'm saying, you'll be like, damn, I'm here, but then you forget all the, like, fun, the heartbreak, like, and all that that you went through to get there. But that shit is, like, all a part of it. You know what's funny? Um, my dad told me one time, you got to enjoy the bad days because you never get them back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. part of the process, the ups and downs, like, you never really, you're never going to be struggling again if you make it, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to look back and be like, damn, I wish I could have taken a second to like, maybe had it in perspective a little bit more, you know? And there's real life lessons in the bad days. Yeah. Like there's real life lessons. I never really take bad things as like a bad thing. I take it as like, I should, there's something I'm supposed to learn from this. Yeah. So I want to ask you both. I'll start with Chris. Uh, 2021, right? Like, do you have a routine, man? Like, cause there's a lot of managers who watch these interviews and listen live to the podcast. And it's like, people could really learn from people who are actually doing, you know, like a lot of people study and a lot of people want to take the first step, but they don't know where or how. And like, I don't know if you, like, do you wake up in the morning and you check on the music, you check on like anything, like, is there anything you do every day now that you're in quarantine that kind of like keeps you guys moving forward, you know? Man, we just try to think ahead as much as possible and kind of like plot things out. Because once things are truly written down and you see it, you can really manifest it, believe it, and then kind of rearrange, depending on like what's going on in your really day-to-day schedule. But we just communicate, like that's the biggest thing. Everybody on our team shares their opinion. We just bounce back and forth off each other. And sometimes somebody random might say a great idea or I might say a great idea or section might say a great idea. We kind of just revolve around that and just put it all in a bubble. I like that. You ever, you ever feel like over communication is key? You know what I mean? Like I tell people all the time, like you got to over communicate. Like you, it's not good enough just to do enough. You got to do more exactly. than enough. Uh, that's a big lesson I've learned. Um, my biggest thing is communication like with everything. So I over communicate as much as possible. So there's like no loose ends, no nothing. Like everybody knows everything at all times. Yeah. It's the best way to do it. Sometimes I text people just so they see my text. I don't even need them to reply. I'm like, I'm just telling right. you what I'm thinking, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Chris does that for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't say I didn't hit you. <laughs> Chris would tell me something he just told me five minutes before and I'd be like, bro, like, you just told me this. <laughs> Sometimes you really just got to see it. Yeah. You're a visual person then, huh? Yes, sir. That's what's up. 
Well, yeah, for everyone who can't watch this, you're wearing a Cardinals jersey. You know I'm from St. Louis, bro. Yo, he's wearing that. This is brace. <laughs> That's what's up. So, so section like 2021, like what are you doing every day, man? You got a routine or like, like how do you approach your days? You know, like let's say it's just a creative day, you know, not, not a, not a day where you got a lot of personal shit, but like a creative day, like for anyone who's listening and they're creative, you know, whether it's music or maybe not even music, like how do you get your mind right before you create, you know, like what are you doing when you wake up? Um, like I wake up early. I wake up earlier than most people. I probably see I wake up like six thirty, seven o'clock, eight o'clock sometimes. Like I wake up early. I have this weird thing of seeing the sunrise. I don't know why. It's kind of important to my creative process because sometimes I write songs until the sun rises, and then like I'll I'll eat a breakfast. I'll I'll roll up obviously. And then I just try to control my vibrations throughout the day. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I'm not, I'm not overly like, I want to, cause you know, a, a creative day for me is like, okay, I'm going to the studio or I'm going to go meet somebody to talk about something. So I try to take in as much energy from the world as I can. So maybe I'll link somebody, link one of the homies, but I try to not, so let's say like there's something negative happening, like, okay, maybe there's a conversation on my phone that I don't want to have at that point in time. I, then I won't have that conversation. So to me, it's about just making sure that I'm in the right space at all times, because I feel like music is all about the energy in the room. So like the moment the energy is off, then like it's hard to get it back. So I always just try to be like, okay, I got to start my day off positively thinking. And I pray. That's the first thing I do is pray. You know what I'm saying? Every time I have something like, except if I wake up and I'm like, oh, I have something to do. But I'll pray every every chance I get in the morning. I'm gonna pray because I feel like that right there is just kind of setting the tone for my day. I've already entered it in good spirits. My head's kind of clear, you know. I feel good. Da 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 da. So that's probably the main thing I would say. So even if it's like you read a book in the morning or something, do something in the morning to kind of wake your mind up. You know what I'm saying? So I always like to do something that wakes my mind up. Oh yeah. When you pray, is it like a gratitude type prayer? Uh, I pray for my family. Pray for my sins. That I've come, that I come, that I might have committed, and then it's kind of just like one thing I pray for every day: patience. You know what I'm saying? Because I can, I'm, I'm a really impatient. I don't know Chris can tell you, I'm a really impatient person. Like I'm really impatient, so I pray for patience every day, so I can actually go through my day. Because some days when I like, I can be like so, you know what I'm saying, antsy. So I'll, I'll, I pray for patience every day. It's not really, it's a, it's a gratitude thing, but it's also just like kind of praying for different things that I know I need to work on myself and different things and praying for like good health for my family. And obviously, but yeah. I love that, man. And what you were saying, it reminds me of like being on the offense, you know, like, like, like how you said, if it's a bad text or whatever it is, like you kind of put it to the side and come back later. It's like, you're taking control of your day. You're not just in the studio by chance. You're like, you're, you're moving forward on purpose. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And that helps the mind because at the end of the day, like, like your body matters, but the mind, that's where everything is. You feel me? So I'll be trying to, I'll be trying to stay my, my mental. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, cool. Well, yo, um, I mean, that's basically the interview, you know, I, I'll say it again. You know, I think, I think you're, I think you're a real artist, man. You know yeah. what I mean? Thank you. And I mean that in two ways. Like, I mean that like, 
really impressive art, but I also mean like someone who could go the distance, you know? Thank you. That's the plan is longevity. Yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. And yeah, Chris, I see you making moves, bro. You know, I'm a manager too, so I gotta salute you on that, man. Hey man, great minds think alike. Exactly. That's exactly. why we are two and one. It's you too, man, really. Yeah, really. facts. More than you know, more than you know, really. That means a lot, man. Well, Gary V sends his love and uh yeah, we'll talk again soon. I know we talk like every six months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we appreciate your support, Mike. Really. Thank you. Really do. Thank you. Hell yeah. All right. Peace, guys. Peace. Peace. This is 1.37 p.m. Own your future. Start this minute. 1.37 p.m. is a Gallery Media Group original production.